Hey, what's up, guys? Appreciate you uh, joining us as always. Got a great topic for today. I think a lot of value came out of um, C4 process and kind of excited to to uh, walk through that with everyone. Um, alrighty. So with that, let's uh, do a little quick round of intros. I'll kick it over to, to AE to, to lead us off. Hey, happy Friday, guys. Nice to see you guys again. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. Happy, happy Friday. To you, Bobby. To you, Bobby. Hey guys, it's Bobby Hiding. Alrighty, alrighty. Well, excited to be here as always. Um, appreciate everyone taking a little time out of their day to to chat through this stuff. I think it's a pretty um, pivotal moment for the the project as we, uh, you know, lay a really strong foundation with this V three code base uh, to continue to, to to move forward and and kind of lay the groundwork for for the future uh, of the project. So definitely excited. And, uh, you know, with that, we wanted to just take this time to really highlight the outputs from the C4 process. Um, some of that was reviewed in the Medium article. If you didn't see the Medium article yet, I would definitely recommend um, checking it out. It kind of does a nice job compiling things and you do get some some data out of it. Um, as nice message um after after the exploit um somebody's saying the audio is dropping can ever uh yeah I, I was having that issue too actually i, I was just asking around if uh it was for anyone yeah. else as well and it does seem so so is your internet connection fine um it looks like it might have just went out for a second but am, am i okay now yeah, you just dropped out a few times uh, for like 15, 20 seconds for me. Oh, gee. oh geez, I'm sorry. <laughs> we should just start it over. Same for me. Okay. Um, all righty. Hopefully, hopefully we're good from here. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> so let me let me run that back uh, really quick from the from the top. Apologize there. Uh, back there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just. Just a quick recap, you know, YYAxis went with uh, with C4. Again, the, the cost flexibility and time flexibility, particularly being on the, the time flexibility side, was definitely useful. Um, the incentive structure in, in paying for findings as opposed to audits where they're not required to find anything um, was definitely attractive and making sure that we actually got outputs from the process and got a real security review. Um, and then the broader exposure to a group of smart contract security experts was um, also beneficial as opposed to, you know, just one to two audit personnel at working for an audit firm. Because that, that broader exposure, um, everybody brings their own unique set of perspectives and, and insights and uh, issues that they're familiar with from their experience and their past um, that all help inform the, the process and make for a much more robust process. Um, so basically just want to go through some some initial takeaways that we had um from the from the process so 
uh, first off, you know, there's a lot of findings um, and, and that's why security reviews from that, you know, taking into account a wide variety of perspectives are super important. Uh, you know, that's why YX is really invested in getting an actual security review to make sure that it's a, you know, do, we're doing everything that we possibly can to be a robust, uh, secure product. And, uh, you know, putting users uh, obviously always first, as opposed to, you know, kind of rushing or trying to um, get things out for, you know, speed or, um, you know, doing things haphazardly, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I, one thing I'd like to remind people, I thought was a great anecdote from the, uh, the ThorChain hacker. Um, so ThorChain had some, some exploit issues earlier this year. Um, the ThorChain hacker said it pretty bluntly, uh, disable until audits are complete. Audits are not a nice to have, do not rush code that controls nine figures. Um, and that, you know, I think it's rather blunt, but it's, it reminds you that if you don't really take the right steps and, and have good process, then things could, could go south. And that's why, um, you know, I think we're all really happy that Y axis took the time to invest in the, you know, the correct process, the correct security reviews and a robust process with CD4 and, um, you know, really getting a lot out of it. And we'll, we'll go into that a little deeper, uh, in, in a bit. Um, also wanted to raise Timmy toes, made some comments on the V3 audit and launch strategy forum discussion, uh, about, um, you know, guarded launches and basically saying like security is important and the reputation of the project is important regardless of whether the launch is guarded or not. So wanted to still do due diligence before that. And I think that that's a very valuable, uh, valuable point and something that, you know, we feel that has been fulfilled, um, with the C4 process. Um, and I think also just, you know, the most important takeaway is that it seemed like everyone was really bought into C4 and the approach beforehand. And pretty much universally, I think the value prov they provided exceeded everyone's expectations. Um, you know, it was an amazingly thorough security review, which was higher quality than what we received, um, you know, in prior audits. And not only were issues identified, and this was highlighted in the Medium article, but you know there is also a proof of concept for for an attack and how it would be um, called out and recommended mitigation steps as well. So those recommended mitigation steps will help save time, implement effective fixes um, that actually address the issue, and then they also reduce the back and forth and additional reduced uh, review needs to so help us get to market quicker. <laughs> Um, and then in addition, there's so many non bug, uh, user experience improvements. Um, so things like gas optimizations and also just, uh, making the code base more compact, robust, um, overall, which just help make a better, just a better product. Um, so all of those improvements as well, um, while they're non, uh, they're not severe or, or in, in any sense, but they're just, um, just improvements still uh still help add value um and i think from there bobby did you want to provide any more kind of comments on, at a high level and from there i'll take it into the overview of some of the types of issues um yeah i'll comment on some of the types of the issues yeah it's uh just like holton has been saying it's been a, a really positive experience for us uh, a lot more than we thought we had some kind of hesitation about it whether it would, you know whether we'd get some value but 
yeah, we, we definitely have. So it's been a really good thing. Um, so we've been working through the comments, kind of all the issues as they've been coming in. Um, and we've just got our heads down getting through them all um, and trying to handle them all. So yeah, it's been a really positive thing for us and hopefully will lead to a, a stronger project. Yeah, good stuff. Um, appreciate that context. And, you know, just wanted to, to take a little time to dive into what were the major types of things found. Uh, so people have a little little insight into that. And obviously there will be a full report available, just not at this time yet. Uh, it's just not, not ready yet. Um, so basically in, on the, on the issue side, so there's, uh, some issues with arbitrage relating to various types of stable coins. Obviously a stable coin is stable, but it's not always exactly at, um, they're not actually always exactly at the same prices. So that's the, the one difficulty when you're trying to provide that user experience of deposit a variety of stable coins and kind of the multi-asset support. Um, and you know, you see yearn and 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 other um you know like a badger does a single asset vault um stuff like that to make that <laughs> make that process a little easier to, to manage um obviously trying to provide the user user experience and multiple stable coin deposits does introduce some arbitrage opportunities and so most of the fixes and uh, issues found not most but a lot of them were related to that and so We'll, uh, you know, the, the Y-axis team will work to, to um, put together some resolutions around doing a better job of accommodating the price of the given stable at the time the vault accepts, um, you know, at, sorry, sorry. Um, basically, you know, accommodating the price of the given stable that the vault accepts. So, you know, DAI, USDC, USDT, um, et cetera, basically, doing a better job of accommodating the price at the given time to ensure that um, users are been just being, you know, really flexible, uh, flexible about that and considering the price at that moment um, to, to limit arbitrage opportunities. So that's something that's, um, you know, a big resolution coming out of the, the process. Uh, another category would be um, slippage and front running and sandwiching. So those types of kind of MEV related um, things. So when you're talking about harvests and then swapping in and out of like three CRV for the, the, the base strategy. And then probably also the moving to like a boosted um, convex uh, three CRV strategy. So swapping in and out there and, and, and running harvests, um, you know, concerns over slippage and front running and sandwiching. So, uh, you know, mitigating some of that with value return parameters. Uh, so minimum, minimum value return and then also, um, you know, there's also a suggestion in some of the C4 review to try to work with a partner for um, like MEV protection services, something like that, um, which is, you know, maybe, maybe not super uh, near term, but at least something to be considered. Um, there are also other various findings around switching between strategies, which is again, kind of a value add that Y-axis wants to provide um, as kind of multi-asset, multi-strategy. Multi um, and we can talk a little bit. There's a question about security later on um, that will touch on why I guess multi-strategy is useful, uh, but it does add complexity. So um, appreciate the, the findings there that will help with that. Um, and then, like I mentioned before, various you know gas optimizations and consolidating and strengthening the code base um, to deliver better user experience, better performance. Um, 
which help give Y-axis a competitive advantage. And also, um, it's basically just part of the ethos of the project um, in, in providing a, a good user experience. Um, and then also a lot of the issues were redundancies. So, you know, arbitrage, there was a ton of people that was like, it was a redundant thing. Um, so there might be big number, uh, a big number in terms of issues, but uh, a lot of them are redundant. And then we are all, there are some others that are intentional or incorrect um, issues as well. Like there's one that was identified as high risk saying that the harvest could be called by anyone. Um, the harvest is basically when the strategy is harvested, the governance token is compounded back into the strategy. Um, the governance token farmed. So if the you know the uh, strategy is being farmed, it's accumulating base yield and governance token. So you want to you know compound that gov token back into the into the strategy. So that's when the um, that's basically the harvest process. And so uh, there was concern that the harvest could be called by anyone, which could create like a front running opportunity. Uh, but that's not true. It's only um, by two whitelisted addresses. So that's uh, that's like an example of a high risk finding that was incorrect. Um, and then also there's some uh, issues that are intentional ways of operation, such as um, like there's uh, accommodations in there for an insurance event. And that was referred to as dead code, for example, in the in one of the issues found. And it's like it's only because the insurance isn't built out yet. It's not it's not dead. It's just sort of pre uh, pre its time and just accommodating that though in the in the base uh, in the in the code base. So um, yeah, I mean there are a couple things and like I said might might have added to the number count that make it look a little bigger than what it really was. But there also there's a ton of things in there that are really going to add value. Um, so super super useful and I think you know far exceeded everyone's expectations. So with that, um, want to kind of shift gears a little bit into what the pathway forward looks like in, in implementing these resolutions. Um, so again, would point you to the Medium article that went out uh, yesterday as, as a, a useful jumping off point and um, sort of a TLDR uh, and just wanting to you know, think about how we, we, we move forward from this point. So looking like the guarded launch um, will likely just start with stables and obviously looking to consider how we uh, you know, navigate the arbitrage issues and, and mitigate those. Um, maybe, maybe it's a one stable vault at the start um, as the, the fixes are being implemented. If we choose to, you know, if we want to get it out, get the product out right away, et cetera. There's, you know, a lot of things that will have to be worked on over the weekend on resolving the issues and kind of coming up with a better, better timeline, um, you know, next week after continuing to work through the weekend to accommodate, um, accommodate these, the, the findings. Um, but overall, you know, again, just there's, there's more there than I think anyone expected. And, and that's just a good thing. Um, and as a result, it's going to take a little more time to go through than I think um, we'd really anticipated. But you know, many projects out there, they just want the audit stamp, the audit certificate, and they just want it to you know put on the website and you know gain gain uh, user trust in, in that sense. Uh, YX is one of the actual security review, and and that's what we got. So 
um, you know, taking the time to integrate the findings is incredibly important and will continue to strengthen Y-axis reputation and user trust and user experience and, you know, create a more secure product overall. So that's really, I think, what, what everyone's after. So I think that's why we're all so excited about how valuable this C4 process has been. Um, we all, like I said, we got way more than we could have ever hoped out of this. And I think since the V3 code base is incredibly valuable for the future of Y-axis, this process um, should help strengthen that foundation. Um, and again, you know, looking for a new proposed launch date uh, after kind of work through the weekend, get a little better visibility into, um, into the timeline of, <clears throat> again, integrating all of these findings and resolutions and, and uh, you know, weeding through them. Um, and then also just wanted to make one note as well that the Haiichi audit will be on the reviewed code. So that should help streamline that process a bit as probably most, if not all of what they would have found will probably already be addressed, but hopefully they can still find uh, a few other optimizations and things for us. So, um, yeah, I mean, with, with that, want to just kind of move into some of the questions that were asked in advance, I think. Hopefully that gave you all a pretty thorough and um, you know good insight into into the some of the findings and and how we kind of move forward out of that. Um, so Big Poppy uh, asked a few questions. Uh, do you have a general summary status of how it's going? I think um, you know most of that was probably addressed above. Also asking about critical or high vulnerabilities that require patching for go live um i'd say yeah i'd say things related to um definitely related to arbitrage would be uh the biggest mo most key component to be addressed before going live um big poppy also asked uh, once we complete this and complete any other audits is there an ongoing maintenance like monthly scans something like that. Um, so we do have the optionality to do follow-ups with C4. Obviously that does come with a cost. Um, so probably wouldn't look to that first, but I would like to remind you that we do have the Haiichi audit coming up as another um, layer of diligence. And like I said, that will be done on the reviewed code. Uh, so that will be kind of another layer in checking all of the the fixes and, and resolutions um, for the, the C4 findings. Um, and then even further, we also do have the ImmuneFi, uh, Bug Bounty, and War Room um, as two ongoing security measures. So those are more of like kind of ongoing constant measures uh, that serve, I think it's like an ongoing maintenance type thing uh, that you're, you're hinting at there. Um, Abu Chino asked about white hat participation and, and, uh, you know, the quality of the, uh, the C4 personnel, um, is there, is there a minimum sort of degree to deem an audit robust? Um, so I think, you know, on, on that side, um, I reached out to the C4 team to try to get you a little more concrete answers on that, but. At a high level, um, Ellie did mention last week 
kind of a security boot camp that their senior security researchers run as a training to help people get involved and help people get off the ground. Um, it is a rather decentralized process, however, and in that the goal there is to have as many people look at the code as possible rather than like, a you know, a walled garden, one to two people from an audit firm. So obviously you're going to have people with varying um, skill levels, but, you know, judging by the quality of the work, the wide range of optimizations and improvements that they found, um, both for Y-axis and others before us, that there are obviously some very quality people, um, you know, conducting these reviews. And I think it was, it was over a dozen participants as well. I know that was one of the things that you wanted to check as well from a robustness standpoint. Um, and yes, another group for a metric itself as an audit process, for example, like exploits, post audit, bug misses, caught and follow up audits, et cetera. Um, and again, working with the C4 team to give you a little follow on answer, uh, for more detail, um, you know, that being said, uh, you know, this is a more thorough review than Wax received. Um, from previous audits, like formal, like formal audits from an audit firm in a traditional manner. Um, and in vetting whether or not to go with C4, we had communicated with another project that had done an audit with a reputable audit, auditing firm before their C4 process. And the C4 process um, still uncovered interesting issues even after the traditional audit. So again, being even more, uh, more thorough and, and robust in that sense. And also just like to remember as well that these issues are judged and, and Y-axis as the sponsors involved with providing feedback on the findings, kind of as an extra layer of quality control um, in that sense and in, in determining if something actually you know, really is, is an issue. Um, Harada asked on track for September, 19th guarded launch. Um, so kind of as uh, as mentioned in the Medium article, working through the weekend and, you know, we'll get have an updated, uh, some updated visibility into the timing after that. Again, you know, more findings than were anticipated, but obviously that's just adding value to the to the project. So happy to happy to have that. Um, the TISC asked uh, good question here. You know, was the entire pot divvied up among the participants of the C4 audit? Um, was it always going to be completely divided or was there going to, was a possibility to have a remainder? Um, so there's no remainder um, and it's not quite divvied up yet as the review process itself kind of just ended. There still needs to be that sort of feedback, um, feedback round, weeding out redundancies, etc. And then the um, the pool will be allocated from there. Oh, and also the test, the food question of the week. I almost forgot it. All right. So what is the richest dessert you all enjoy? Um, for me, I'm going to go with, I'll go with, mm, I would say flourless chocolate cake. That, that's some rich stuff. Mr. Mr. I know you're, you're the resident <laughs> food expert. So. Uh, I don't know about expert, but I've been waiting for this one. It's so, uh, it's, it's so um, gross, really, but delicious at the same time. There's a, a county fair, the San Mateo County Fair, many, many years ago um, when I could, uh, when my waistline could afford to uh, absorb it. <laughs> there was a 
deep fried New York cheesecake. Um, that was probably the craziest thing that has given me diabetes most likely. <laughs> but yeah, that's the richest for me. Awesome. Anybody else got thoughts? Uh, for me, there's a, a thing here in Brazil, a local sweet that they call a brigadeiro. And it's these little balls of condensed milk, butter, and chocolate. It's, it's basically like chocolate flavored butter, essentially, and it's unbelievably rich, but it's, it's quite nice. Alrighty. Um, guess AE and Wally are not big dessert guys. Well, it's Wally here. So just before the call, I had some tiramisu. I'm not sure if that counts, but yeah, that was me. <laughs> there you go. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, my microphone wasn't working with me, but I would also say uh, tiramisu and uh, creme brulee as well. Because that's, that's what I think of when I think rich. I don't really think of deep fried stuff like Mr. Mister. Tiramisu is good. Good stuff, for sure. Yeah, we do fry everything in America here. <laughs> <laughs> um, alrighty, so gonna move on to Zach's question. Uh, Zach said, "What if, um, let's say the exploits, uh, like a potential exploit, were coming from the strategy being farmed rather than YX itself? Um, is there anything that can be done?" And so. The week 10 security discussion will probably help on that. I would probably, um, you know, look to look to visit um, that discussion. And, and you heard, our, I mean, a Weekly X article to maybe provide a little more context on that. Um, and if you find some stuff there that and you have additional questions, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, and I guess just to provide some additional context on the call. Uh, that's why multi-strategy is better risk management and a user and a better user experience because it minimizes the risk of a complete loss of user funds, um, and, and and also uh, like it basically just eliminates tail risks to some extent. Um, and then in addition, from there, like on a go forward basis, obviously we have the plan Chainlink Chainlink um, Keeper integration, which will automate fund oversight and ensure you know quicker response times and user fund safety so if something is being uh exploited and the keepers will um, be able to provide some automated oversight there um and then i'll get to the live questions and probably uh call it for um from there so Appreciate all the great questions this week, and, and we'll we'll dive into these last couple of live ones. Um, so Timmy Toes asked, uh, what would be the deal with disputing some of the findings? Who decides the disputes? And what happens if the decision is on your side? Um, yeah, so basically, you know, will uh, Y-axis will, the Y-axis team will dispute, um, dispute the findings with the judge. So there's a, there's a sponsor, which is Y-axis. There's the judge, the the judges, um, and then there's the wardens. So the wardens are the one finding the issues. Judges um, basically determine uh, how the prize pool should be allocated. 
And then obviously Y-axis as the sponsor is a component of that process and evaluating the findings and providing feedback and disputing. Um, so that's sort of the, the roles. And then um, something like the, let's say anyone can call the harvest contract, like that'll be a dispute that we'll have, um, obviously gonna win that. And then, um, you know, like I said before, there won't be a remainder of the prize pool, but it will just go to, um, you know, wardens, I guess that found um, other issues that were valid. Um, okay, so Misam said, hold on, there's a bit to read here, so I'm gonna have to read it through. Um, yeah, it said, basically, Misam's more or less, um, basically, how do you mitigate with any sort of, uh, like a pay for, um, like, uh, essentially sort of a bug bounty style, um, approach, how do you, how do you manage, um, you know, if somebody's a white hat or a black hat, um, and, you know, obviously that's always the risk that you take anytime you put your code up anywhere at any time. Um, so I think, you know, that's always a, uh, that's always a risk for sure. Um, there's not really a great way um, to mitigate that. I mean, I do know with, for example, with C4, they do have the leaderboard and, you know, the reputational kind of system that comes along with that. Um, and and so that's definitely beneficial but it definitely is a a difficult part of like a traditional bug bounty style system where that's definitely um always a risk as well so um i mean there's no real good way to to manage that you just have to kind of um assign for, from from where i sit anyways it, you just have to kind of take as many positive steps as you possibly can and just know that if the vulnerability exists then it's going to, uh, you know, it's going to continue to to essentially exist uh, as the code lives in the wild, whether it was reviewed or not. That's why just starting with a good code base is really the one of the best uh, measures you can possibly take. Bobby, you feel I address that uh, pretty well, or anything else you want to add? No, that's good. Alrighty. Um, yeah, so with that, I think want to, uh, you know, thank everyone again for all the great questions this week and, and, uh, you know, the continued participation and, you know, we're really excited about the outputs and value add from this whole process and looking to, um, continue to integrate those findings and, and move forward toward the guarded launch. So everyone enjoy their weekend. I appreciate it as always and, and have a good one. Thanks everyone. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend. Cheers, guys. See you. Thanks, everyone.